Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Just a quick word before we start about podcast ads. Did you know that every time you download the Sun Ranto Show and there are ads on the show like you just did, that I get a penny? One penny. Well, that's not enough to keep the lights on here at the Sun Ranto Podcast. So if you enjoy the show, I'm just going to ask you, could you make that penny a dollar and join us at patreon.com slash sunranto? Just a dollar. One dollar a month. That's all we ask. You can pay all at once, and then it's only like $11 because there's a discount. You get all sorts of perks. You get to join the Sun Ranto Super Ranters, where I do post games uh, oftentimes. Uh, you can get all the music. You can get a Sun Ranto calendar. Uh, you can buy us tickets and beer and uh, pay for StreamYard and for batteries and tickets and um, advertising and headphones. And plus, 10% of all the money that gets pooled together from our Patreon goes straight to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and build our damn community. So please make that penny a dollar and stop downloading this version of the show where I'm getting ripped off and your time's getting wasted and my time's getting wasted. It sucks. But if Patreon was cooking, I wouldn't do this. So patreon.com slash sunranto. And do us a solid. Turn that penny into a buck. Here's the show. Coffee blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Coffee Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Oh, see, that's what a winning week sounds like in Sun Rantolandia. Um, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. That there is. Ooh, that's a little soft. Old times. That, it's a little better. Okay. Hi, Cotton, over there in Iowa. And uh, you're actually hiding in front of books right now. Your 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 background. Uh, you, you know, you kind of you kind of look like you're stuck in a library <laughs> right now. You know, just uh, like. Yep, we are in the home office, but I will tell you that uh, the uh, Crawley's Clubhouse is under construction, and uh, hopefully, by in a few more months, I'll be having a really interesting backdrop. Oh man, I can't wait for till that. It's just going to be all bobbleheads. Like I'm not even going to be able to concentrate because of all the bobbling that's going on. <laughs> Can you tell tell me something, Crawley? 
Are you gonna? Yes. I went to. I went to. Oh God, where was it? Where they had the bobblehead? I think it was Kansas City, where there was a a, a bobblehead Hall of Fame. That's and, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, well, no, it's not there. It's actually in a ballpark. That's and in they, Miami. Miami, that's where it was. Okay, mm-hmm. and the they had bobbleheads displayed in case, and the case actually moved so that the heads <laughs> would gently bobble, and they had tons of great bobbleheads from all over the place. Um, are you going to have that? Are you going to have uh, the bobble case? I don't know if it's going to be moving, but there, there's a case that's going to be 12 feet wide by 10 feet high. Oh, wow. That's huge. 12 Filled. feet wide by 10 feet high. Well, I got yes, a, I got a, I, here, I got a bobblehead for you. It's, I've been holding on to it. It got, it got sent to me by the Negro League Baseball Museum, um, Amos Otis. Now, would he make it into your bobblehead? Because he wasn't a cub. He was that's a tough. Royal. I, I, I do have a Buck uh, Buck O'Neill, but he was a uh, Kansas City Kansas City Monarch that I do have. So even if it's not a uniform, I got him on there. But that's that's it's going to be tough, man. It's it, there's going to be. I'm actually probably going to have to cut down on some of the bobbleheads. We'll see. Yeah, you'll. I'm going to try to fit in as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, you only have 120 square feet to play with. I understand. It's yeah, just, it's it's just not enough job. for your bobblehead collection. <laughs> Jesus, how big of a house do you have right now? Just like closets full, and your wife is like, "I have three pairs of shoes, Crawley. I have three. You have 800 <laughs> bobbleheads. <laughs> it's it's absolutely like I said. It, it's like the the memorabilia is now like just pouring out of every inch of the house. That's why it's just got to get done. It just can't can't be functioning anymore. Well, what, what I can't wait for is uh, to come over and broadcast live from Crawley's Clubhouse. And, and uh, uh, I'll, br- I'll bring all the gear. Bleacher Bum Band will come and we'll play. Uh, just you, like we you, did- you, you don't need to bring any gear, man. I got the guitars. I got the drums. I got the bass. You just got to show up. You got to show up with a bottle of Malort and do it Bleacher <laughs> Bum Band style. Yeah, Artie Boucher writes in. Yeah, Sunranto's Cribs, Episode 1, Crawley's Clubhouse. <laughs> um, episode 2, My Car. <laughs> so, um so uh hey guys uh let's start talking about the cubs um hey 500 again we're back to 500 which hey it feels good we got above 500 uh and then the bleacher bum band rocked and it celebrated that moment and now we're back to 500 and we'll see where we are the next time the bleacher bum ba- band plays on june 18th i have a sneaking suspicion it'll be a whole lot of a bunch of stuff and then it'll be around 500 Right. Yeah, this that's going to be this this club all year is just going to be get us excited with a nice five game winning streak and let's hope to that it doesn't go into a five game losing streak now. I got to tell you I was excited because I went Wednesday night. I went to the so when we went with Joe Kilgowan and with Michael Bowling, the Cubs swept the Mets. The next game I went to the Cubs swept the Dodgers, both in extra innings. And so when they won the first two on Sunday, I was so jacked up because of, uh, you know, a chance to see three sweeps in a row, which I've never done that before. And uh, it didn't happen. You know, the Mother Day miracle didn't happen. They got close. It was an excellent fake rally, but uh didn't happen. It doesn't get more fake rally than that, does it? Just to really get your hopes up. And, <laughs> you know, but there's poor Javi out there just like, between every pitch, he's just like, ah, my back, my arm, like you knew. Like, I just could kind of tell. I'm like, dude, all you needed was a single. Just poke one somewhere. But, of course, you know, easier said than done, especially for somebody who swings like Javi does. So, 
I know um, there's a lot of people here that were watching the game on Mother's Day on Sunday. And unfortunately, you know, I was at the game and I decided, you know, I was with my daughter for her birthday and uh, I upgraded our seats. I, I found some empty seats that were right behind home plate. And I'm like, let's just sit here until someone kicks us out. And nobody kicked us out. So it worked out great. It was a lot of fun, but I couldn't tell from that first inning. Does anyone know if Jake Marisnik would have caught that ball that he hurt his hamstring on? It would have, it would have been close. I was watching I actually from Crawley land where you got a much better perspective on everything that's going on. So that's for those that don't know where Crawley was, it's the uh, left field corner or left field side, like mid outfield, I'd say. And then, so I'm up there in 306 and it looked like he had a beat on it. And, you know, Mersnick's pretty fast. He would have probably had to dive. I don't think he would have caught it either. That ball was sinking pretty fast. But it didn't matter because he didn't miss it necessarily because he couldn't get to it. He couldn't get to it because his freaking hamstring exploded his leg and he went well, down hard. That that was what was crazy, especially watching it on TV. Uh, he was running. I don't think he would have gotten there. Uh, but... Then when he went down, your first thought is, did he really just dive? <laughs> like, <laughs> it looked like he was like, I, <laughs> like the most, I have no chance for this ball, so I'm going to dive and make it look good. But he was like 40 feet Wait. away. Yeah, way early. Like he saw <laughs> like a little kid that sees the center fielder dive on TV, and so he just dives for everything. Um, it, it looked like he had been shot. Actually, it's just like he was just like going and then boom, he was just flat on, on his face. And it was, you know, and it's just terrible because he was killing it. Like everybody's like, oh, man, this is the Duffy Marisnik team. And yeah. uh, at least for the time being, it's it's working. And, you know, it's great to have, when you have the depth that's going to take over for, you know, somebody that with the expectations that Hap has for the year. And now the question he's on the IL. Well, you want to talk about the IL because yeah, I've, yeah. Got an, I've got an exciting new drop uh, for the IL. I think you're all going to enjoy uh, special thanks to Dan Fogelberg and. That's, that's our new injured, injured list drops because they're in <laughs> Illinois. So, uh, well, I, I do, we're, we're I do now, like we're now dealing with, did, we're now dealing like, with, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. no, no, I would, never mind. Never mind. I think we're both, we are I, I think we have a delay. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is the delay in the audio or is it in our brains? I'm really having trouble. I think it's in your brains. I'm not hearing it. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Take Line. Sports, culture, takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by the Locker Room app. If you don't have the Locker Room app, uh, please do yourself a favor. If you have an iPhone, because it's only on the iOS store, 
Go to the App Store and download it right now because every single Tuesday night, Michael, myself, and Crawley will be doing a show there at 6 p.m. Central um, if you follow at Sunranto about a different topic about Cubs baseball. We've already talked about Cubs players that uh, we didn't really like in the past. We also talked about uh, our most memorable days at Wrigley. And here's the most exciting thing. You can participate. So it's a real-time audio platform, um, and you can come and join us and have a discussion with us and take the stage yourself. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so download it, Locker Room, on the iOS App Store. Follow at Sunranto Show and uh, join us every Tuesday at 6. It is that simple. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show along with TakeLine, the new basketball podcast. Back to the show. Well, the Cubs, unfortunately, are now like the walking wounded, which is what we didn't want to see. It just kind of felt like they were clicking. And all of a sudden, the injuries are piling up, especially in the outfield. And so Marisnik obviously has a strained hamstring, and uh, which we were just talking about. And he has a history of having a bad hamstring. I think that's why last year he only played 16 games. You mentioned Javi's tight back. He was not supposed to play on Sunday, and it just ended up being that pretty much you, you drained the whole bench, and Javi was the last guy left. If uh, if Ross could have avoided going to him, he would have. And then Jason Hayward was pulled out of that game with a uh, – or uh, was taken out of that game with a right-hand issue. I don't know if they really kind of clarified what that is. But if you take a look at the Cubs' IL list, it's just – it's starting to – starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger here. And, well, and that's – Hap went on the 10 day officially, like he had already been out. And then now they're like, ah, no, he can't come back anytime soon. So that's, is that a retroactive thing? Yeah. So he's retroactive. And so let's kind of just look at the list here. Some of the guys have been out a while that are on the list. Some of them have not officially been put on the list right here. Uh, John, you know, have, have been on the IL since the season started. They're on a 60 day. And then Shelby Miller, we'll talk about him momentarily. He came off the 10 day. Austin Romaine is that one the ten. He's eligible to come back. Uh, Trevor Meagle, uh, he's a really tall kid, throws really, really hard. He came up for one game, had a right forearm strain. Jake Arietta, it says right forearm strain. He's eligible to come back the thirteenth. He's missed five games, but I thought it was that more was of a actually, thumb issue. Yeah, I, I read it was a, a thumb abrasion. Right. That's that's what I saw today. But yeah, he's supposed to be back in Detroit, I think. He like did something, he tried to super glue it or something together and to keep it from opening up and it didn't happen. Uh Dan Winkler, in case you missed him at all, he comes back the same time as Jake does. He's missed five games. And then uh as Danny said, Ian Hap, uh right left rib contusion. That was the collision with Horner. So he's eligible to come back five fourteen, and so is Nico with the left forearm strain. Uh, they made a couple moves. Uh, Nick Martini, Crystal Lake kid, uh, he came up to uh, to be uh, part of the outfield, you know, to see what he can do there. Uh, he's He's got some pop in his bat. And then uh, Kyle Ryan was DFA'd, which kind of surprised me. And uh, Jason well, Adam had, was called up. They had four lefties. You know, it's like somebody had to go. So, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't surprise me that it was the guy that, you know, kind of got a late start to everything. And I don't know if it, it was like procedural. I mean, can, are they going to try to sneak him through or are they going to try to keep him or he's just straight gone? I mean, he was a pretty big piece of 2019. I think uh, you keep anybody that gets through 
right? Like you DFA them and because you have to. And then, right. but if, but if he makes it through, if nobody wants to pick him up, which why would they? He's only had one opportunity and it did not go well. So you assume that somebody, that he's going to get through and he'll just be down in. Lefties will, lefties always find it. Lefties will always find a job somehow, you know. Quite frankly, I don't care. Like that, Kyle Ryan's gone. It's not like a huge, like big deal. Because you know, if 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 the sheriff looks like he's in town and and he can, he's a dude that can eat multiple innings. Then and you you still have you know uh, Justin Steele up and looking really good for a rookie. You know, wouldn't you rather go with somebody like that? I mean, I certainly would. Then they if then Kyle Ryan, if it's who might be just. I, they must have not liked what they saw. But um, I, can I say something about Dan Winkler? Because he made the joke, like, if anybody missed him. <laughs> you can't you can't miss Dan Winkler. He is one of the first posters you see on a light standard out in front of Wrigley Field right next to Billy Williams as you walk off the red line. And there's a giant Dan Winkler poster. And, uh, I mean, it, remember Nico Horner was up there, and then he got cut at the beginning of the uh, year, went down to do, I don't know, like sit on his couch and play Nintendo. And then, um, uh, but then, but I don't know, I don't know who decided the banners this year, but (laughs) I mean, dude, if you don't know, just put like a Cubs logo or an Ernie Banks, like you can't go wrong with Ernie Banks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Grab a, grab a hall of famer, put, put a hall of famer up there. And I think what you're talking about too is placement. Like when you're talking about high traffic areas that the first thing you're going to see Nobody wants to see Dan Winkler first. Okay. Well, my sister would be like, who? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to say, everybody's getting off that going, oh, who? Wait, what? Who? Like, who? yeah, they would have no wait, idea. Is this, did we get off at the Iowa Cubs game? <laughs> because that's <laughs> where I think a guy named Dan Winkler's pitching. And you, and listen, though, listen when you're there, because there will be some douchebags like, oh, that, that's Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> just confident as all hell yep that's rizzo up there so uh so what else are we looking at i mean that so that's a lot of kind of um mix and match that my thought on it is like well too bad we don't really seem to have a lot of depth you know in the organization as far as dudes that are ready to come up and participate i mean you got that guy ortega remember him from spring training like we kind of yeah. liked him but like who knows what would happen if he actually came up and started trying to do stuff what we talked about early is that you know you knew that this duffy marisnik thing probably wasn't going to last you 162 we talked about riding the hot hand okay and you know chris bryant and i'm sure we're gonna get to him in a minute but chris bryant has been on fire and the one guy that's kind of really struggled lately is Wilson Contreras. So it just has to be that next man up mentality. Somebody's got to pick up where those guys kind of left off. I, I get really worried when you talk about the hot hand and Bryant's on fire. I feel like that's just another injury waiting. waiting to happen. <laughs> well, especially because they got to play in center field every day. He's diving all over <laughs> the place. That's how he hurts his wrist half the time is playing in the outfield. <laughs> and that's the one thing we said before the season. We're like, God, I hope they just leave him at third. Like he'll have a chance to hit really well all year long if they just leave him at third instead. They're like, he's playing first, he's playing third, he's center. I mean, has he played more? I think he's played more outfield than he has third base. It feels, it feels like it this year. And I wonder, I wonder what that's going to do to his free agency, right? Because obviously his whole career, he's been a third baseman, but 
from the very beginning, everybody's been saying he should be an outfielder because of his size and everything. And now this year he's playing mostly outfield. Right when he goes into free agency, I wonder that'll be interesting to follow to see who's like, you know, wanting to pick him up as a third baseman versus an outfielder. But that's so or if he has a choice. Or, right. or, or how much more valuable are you as a swing dude who who's just going to go out there, hit 300, hit you 35, 40 bombs, and play all over the field? Like, oh, my God, dude. Like, that is so valuable. Scott oh, Boris I, is going to – Scott Boris is going to hype that up like you've never heard before. He's the greatest thing ever because usually when you talk about those guys like Ben Zobrist, they're just very good players. They're not superstars. To, I, They're I more about, defensive oriented, right? Right. When you when you think about superstars, they never play multiple positions. They always are are pretty much you could put a pen on it where they're going to play all year long. I mean, and that's the amazing thing about what Bryant does. I mean, like center field. I mean, like that's not like you know what I mean. That's not like left field or something like that where you where you put uh, Eloy Jimenez. I mean, that's that's center field at Wrigley is hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and he's playing all over, and and that is, I think, the thing that is the most valuable because he has taken some innings at first. I mean, I just I haven't seen him do it this that, much like this. That's I, I, the one that got me was the first base game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess that they're trying to just see what he's got, and he's he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife, and 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 here here's he's got the third highest OPS in the MLB, and he's one behind the, in the homer leaderboard right now. In the major leagues. I mean, so, yeah, he's playing for it. And I do hope he can – I mean, obviously, he's not going to do this all year long. Like, you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows to it and stuff. But what I would really love to see is – and I know they're not going to get an extension done or anything like that. But I would love to see some kind of signaling at this point that the Cubs are willing to bring him back. Like – I, I I know I know everybody's against it, but Carly, you said it in the off season. You're like, what's frustrating about this is that third base was always a tough thing for the Cubs. You only have a few guys through there. Santo, I think Ramirez to a certain extent, and then now Chris Bryant. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Who, I don't think anybody didn't want to sign him i think it's just been the fucking checkbook is what i think it's like we're sick like how much are you gonna play it like this you know the pandemic you're gonna have 50 percent capacity in no time you're gonna get your money and lord knows this team makes a hell of a lot more money with chris bryant on the team than without it and he's at least got like five more good years in him before this is kind of decline but this is the the world series that they're still ringing out every dime from they don't care anymore that's the thing i think if the cubs had not won right if they had gone to three nlcs games right i think there would have been a little more turnover quicker and then if they were still battling for those spots i think these guys would probably already be locked up because the the rickets may actually be still trying to reach that championship level. But since they hit it in 2016, it really feels like we're not going to give you more than what we've already given you. I think it's a combination of things that they got so good so quick that think about it from their agent standpoint. Again, we've I've brought it up on the show before. Addison Russell was offered a substantial extension, and he didn't take it. A lot of these guys did not take the extensions because – 
they got people whispering in their ears. And that was always the concern with Chris Bryant. It's why service time manipulation happened is that you knew Boris was going to take this guy and try to milk it for every damn dollar he could, which is his job. That's what his job is. And that's what Chris Bryant's job is to get every damn dollar he could. So that was always the concern is that a lot of extensions were offered. You know, some people would say they were fair extensions. Obviously Rizzo's was not, but uh, you know, these guys didn't want to take them. If Rizzo's is any indication of what was offered to everybody else, I think it is the uh, owner. I think it is the owner that needs to signal, like you know, like the Mets guy, uh, whatever his name is, that went in there. Um, uh, Cohen. Yep. Yeah. Steve Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes. Leonard, in there. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Hallelujah. <laughs> Here, use my royalty checks to buy another Bobby Bonilla. But yeah, Little Yumper says Ricketts' hope is the Cubs trade Bryant and make the playoffs with a Duffy Bodie to try to make an argument. I mean, come on, that's not even going to happen. Like, if you trade Chris Bryant, you're just. I mean, if you trade Chris Bryant, a you better get a haul because that it. it, it and I know you probably won't because it's only half a year of Chris Bryant. But I'm wondering if that is going to come with one of those, like, trade for him and extend. Like, let's say he gets traded to the Mets, for example. That's been one of the rumors. But the Mets, like, get an extension done in the terms of the trade. Like, that happens sometimes. I don't know if that would be something or a Boris would play that. Who knows? But Cohen's opening the, the, the checkbook. And uh, Little Yumper also said it's not the front office that needs the signal. It's the owner that needs the signal he is going to spend. And I totally agree because otherwise, like, where are we sitting? We're just going to be the Rays and wait for, like, maybe some talent to be developed? Yeah. Um, usually, you know, you don't hear much from ownership. It's really the front office that has to kind of be the one. It's got to be Jed that's going to step out and say, this is what our plan is. This is what we're going to do. Now, again, if it's, there's a lot to tell. If you take a look at the upcoming free agent class for 2021, it's massive. There's a lot of guys that are going to be on the market that are going to be very interesting. And the Cubs are going to have a ton of space to spend. Okay. So, Again, if you sign Noah Syndergaard, hypothetically speaking, but lose Chris Bryant, as long as as a Cub fan, what you're looking for is, are they spending, or are they sitting with a with a payroll of 45 million? If they're if they're with a payroll of 45 million, we riot, okay. But if they sit there and they say maybe it's not Chris Bryant, but we want you know for great player whoever, you know what I mean? I was looking at the list the other day, and it's just a massive list of of, of great players, great shortstops. Also, so maybe you don't sign Javi, but you sign someone else that's, you know, really talented. That's the question you got to ask is, is we will see clearly, we will see what directive this is going to be, what ownership is going to do based on the off season. Well, and I, and I think a lot of this has to do with the CBA coming up next year. They don't want to commit a single dime until they know what that is going to be. And so, you know, Carl, you're saying this 2021 class is going to be free agency class is going to be very large, but I doubt the Ricketts are going to be hot in that class because the CBA will be in flux. I think 2022 is more likely for the Cubs because of that. They they're 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 playing some games that they want some guarantees. Uh, you know, and it's not completely I, like I get that sort of idea, but you could also, I mean, you could lock people up right now 
and then you they don't can't do shit to- right now. That's the thing is like they they ruined that in the off season. Like I, they were talking, they gave Rizzo a shit deal. They you know, and I'm just saying like it it you're you're talking about it, Michael. Like they're like walking some tightrope. They have plenty of fucking money. They have a large market baseball team. They're gonna make shit tons. They just rebuilt Wrigley. They just started a TV station, and now they're gonna like be like. Oh no no we we can't have a good team till 2023 like no like no, it's I, all finished now like you know p- uh, people are ready to go Joe Kilgallen says if the players strike they don't get paid right so well, here's the thing during the strike but if if they strike they don't get paid but there's no saying that it's not going to be a lockout there, there there's a couple different things that could happen yeah yeah okay so well, if and- the players well, and if the, if uh, what happened with the negotiations during last year when they ended up with 60 games when they could have had a hell of a lot more than that, um, if that's any indication of what the uh, battle over the next CBA is going to look like, I, I, I mean, it's possible there's not even a season. Yeah. No, and Danny, I agree with you that they have the money and they could, and I think they should, uh, they should have already been working – on this team over these last few years, these three off seasons that they haven't done shit, they should have been working towards something and maybe they are, but it's not obvious to anybody who's been watching and we're paying attention. And the Indians who we're going to face next are kind of a prime example of somebody that was right there with the Cubs in 2016 when we won it and has made a few moves to retool themselves and picked up some pretty young, exciting players in a way that the Cubs just have not. So, um, and they have a slightly better record to prove it, but, um, yeah, well, uh, anyway, let's talk about something positive. I mean, we actually started on this by saying something positive. Chris Bryant is great. And then we were like, yeah. Oh God, why can't we have Chris Bryant? Where, where, where we're Cub fans and we are sad. Um, but, uh, here's a good thing. Um, down in Iowa, Boy, oh boy, they're pitching no-hit baseball down there. Combined no-hitter with Shelby Miller, of all people, Mr. 31 ERA in the majors this year. Uh, Tommy Nance, um, Brad Wick, who I think took an inning or two up in the majors, and Ryan uh, Meisinger, and um, yeah, struck, struck out 15 Indians batters and walked just three. That's... So, I'm thinking of moving to Iowa, be down closer closer to that team because that sounds great. I'm just telling you again, there's they have a lot of faith in Shelby Miller. We talked about he's probably called up early just because of a contract quirk that, but they think that they he may be something somebody that they get that may play an important role with this team. They got to well, let him up I, just to get the ERA down because that's embarrassing on the back of the baseball card. You're like, dude, you went a 31 that year. <laughs> Woo! What happened? I was only I only pitched an inning and a half, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was quite an inning and a half, let me tell you. <laughs> he had an infinity for a while, remember? Like yeah. he just didn't even get it out and gave up like seventeen runs. I'm exaggerating, but not much. No, I mean no hitters are always exciting, especially in a in an organization that is not known for developing pitchers. When you see something like that, you're like, ooh, this might be something. But I don't know anything about the Indians. Uh, farm system. They may be straight hot garbage and we just don't know. Yeah. And again, when we talk about, uh, you know, that wasn't like a, a pitcher that we've developed in Shelby Miller. That's a guy that was good for a while and then has just been derailed by injuries. 
Yeah. Right. I'm just saying in the system that we can actually look to to do something in the future because going into this season, there was maybe some hints that there might be somebody okay down there. I think they're still in a single A, double A level. Yeah. So uh, so that's good news. Uh, other good news is uh, Rossi got a girlfriend. David Ross. Ooh. Grandpa Rossi. Finding Wasn't himself- he married? Instagram well, yeah. official. Yeah. Oh, Insta official. Tori De- DeVito from, what's she got? Chicago Fire? Chicago. Chicago Med. Med. Danny's. Oh. Danny DeVito's illegitimate love child. Yep. And she writes, love him madly, heart emoji. She's oh, standing wow. on three boxes. <laughs> she's short like Danny. Um, and uh, I thought it was funny what People Magazine tweeted out about him. It said, Chicago Meds, Tori DeVito confirms romance with retired MLB star David Ross. <laughs> Love him, man. Like, so they don't even tell him that he's the manager. Like, with Cubs manager, David Ross, he's just some retired. They have no idea. From, from retired <laughs> Dancing with the Stars alum, David Ross. Yeah, um, Yumper says he got divorced in 2019. Yeah, I don't follow things like that. So when... When I saw that he had a girlfriend, I'm like, "Oh, what's his wife say about that?" Like that was a, that was a surprise. It to me. was, you know, it was tough because like you got to know him and his family from Dancing with the Stars, so it was kind of like, well, like a lot of people that were kind of watching <laughs> that show when he was on there. You know, like they do like these background stories, and that was all about his wife and kids. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> and then and then. You know, uh, he gets a little taste of the old fart in the face, and he's like, honey, uh, something happened at work today, and I would really like to bring it into the bedroom. And she said, no way, man. <laughs> so he had to go find somebody new that he could hold upside down. Yeah, that would fart in his face for him. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, do you know what I, I actually think happened? I will speculate a little bit, is that the word was when Rossi was doing national TV, that at that point, he he kept saying on the radio, he's like, I really like the fact that I don't work that much. I'm spending a lot more time with the wife and kids, and that's really good for us. And, we're, you know, we're, you know, having a nice family moment after so many years on the road. And, uh, you know, I when he got the opportunity to manage the Cubs and he decided to do that, I think that was the end. She's like, <laughs> you said – you were gonna be here with the kids and the family. I'm just, I'm just speculating. I'm just, I'm going a little bit TMZ on the mo- on the show. Yeah, right you're now. going TMZ there because everybody knew it was like on the clock when when Joe Madden when they were done with Joe Madden, David Ross. They interviewed people. They brought in Joe Girardi with the binder, all that <laughs> stuff. It was, it was an, it was absolutely David Ross's job. The moment. Theo said, I'm "Do you really feel that way? I don't. I did not feel that way. That it was. 100%. Oh, there was no doubt. I was There's really no hoping doubt. for Tony Larusa, but apparently he was just waiting <laughs> for the perfect job on the South Side. Um, yeah. So was Len Casper, by the way. Or is Later. it? Or is it that you know, once he was at home all the time, everybody realized we don't it, actually like each other yeah. that much. You're usually gone for seven months out of the year. It's easier yeah. that way. You're like, gosh, you're just a jerk. Like, I don't. What you you leave your slippers and your underwear just in the wherever on the bedroom floor? Like, 
do you treat your uh, your uh, roommate on the road like this? And he's like, maybe I got a sweet and hookers. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, no, did I say that out loud? She's like, hookers. And they started fighting and like she threw something at him. And then he's like, I'm going to call ASPCA on you. And she's like, that's for pets. And then he's like, are you calling me dumb? I'm sure there was something like that. No, and then I I think the final straw was when he added the party room for any (laughs) time he did. Every time he did like a chore of any sort, he would run into the party room and there'd be, you know, beer spraying all over the place. And Oh, man. Marriage is Since we're now going all TMC, (laughs) said Mike Quaddy dated Robin Bobgarten in 2008, which... I can't uh, – that has to be – I'm not sure if he's serious or not. I don't remember that, but, boy. I don't know who that is, Wait, though. I don't know. Who, yeah, I, I I barely remember Mike Quaddy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, so, I mean, is Robin Baumgarten, is that a misspelling of Baumgartner and it's his wife? All, all I can tell you is uh, Robin uh, – Just I, I've met, I've talked, and I've hung out with Quaddy, and I, I, I guarantee if, if, if that's somebody that's famous, then I'm sure he was way over his league on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, let's talk about these games, shall we? Uh, just a little bit. I mean, we kind of already talked about the Cubs. The Cubs did take two or three. They kind of just squeaked by the Pirates. So it's – you know, you feel good about the wins – I felt better about the Dodger wins because then oh, you're beating a good uh, lo- team. Local Chicago news anchor. Oh, okay. Back right. to uh, Robin Baumgarten is. So thanks, everybody, <laughs> in the chat. So uh, you had Peterson leading off, and, you know, he's lifting his average up. He went for three, he went three for four, uh, scored a run in game one. I mean, uh, what do you think about this Peterson leadoff kind of experiment? Did he just do the one game? Uh, no, he, he was – it was over four with three strikeouts in the second game, so I spoke too soon. <laughs> and then he wasn't supposed to be in the third game, but he had a couple blue pits off a lefty. I noticed, so that was that yeah. was kind of good. Um, yeah, you know, what do you think was, about Peterson leadoff. I'm not a big fan, and and you know sometimes they try to get the guys more at bats if they're struggling. He he's just off the aisle. Uh, you know, I, I'm 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 not that impressed. Like I said, he had the one good game, but. You know, hopefully he kind of kind of gets into it somehow, gets a good rhythm going. But uh. well, and I and I'll hit on this a little bit uh, more. But he's having a much better May than he did have an April. So <laughs> no. whatever you know, it's just, but it's only been it's only been five games. Well, and you the wonder that you, and you wonder how much of him struggling at the beginning beginning of the year was him and his wrist because if it was a wrist issue, then it's hard to swing. So I just, I'm, it's I'm, always, it's always weird. Cub free agents for the most part, usually struggle coming out of the gate. Can't yeah, and we only have, I don't know why. One thing I like about I Jack, I, one thing I like about Jack is uh, he plays with the uh, left field bleacher bums. I was out there Friday and um, he, he gives the hang loose symbol all the time. Like, you know, the, uh, the, uh, oh, is, he, is, is he like a hardcore California? Yeah, surfer boy? I, I think he, he does seem like it. He's out there with the high socks. He's looking good. He's got the shades down. He's, t- you know, just kind of a tight dude, but he like turns around, gives us the hang loose. I was, I was throwing it back to him a little bit. So we were having fun out there with him. And, um, I gotta say Friday afternoon was kind of a beautiful day. Uh, I always go and score, the ball game on my father's birthday, which was May 7th. He would have been like, I don't know, 89. And so I, I went out there and I'm scoring the game, having a couple of pops and I'm sitting there 
and uh, Jeff and my Thai guy, who I caught the game with, they went and uh, grabbed grabbed some beers. I was sitting there alone, kind of having a moment, thinking about being a little kid there with my dad, and you know, and I started welling up, you know, like I kind of got tears in my eyes. Then all of a sudden. These like beautiful, like whirly flowers from like a tree across the street. I'd never seen this before. Come blowing in over the left field wall into the stadium and started like flying down to the grass. And I was like, what? It was just like this beautiful moment. And I was, so I turn around and there's this other guy there because they were, I, Jeff and my tie weren't there to tell the story of like what was happening to me there. So I just gr- grabbed the nearest guy. I was like, it ends up being this dude, Jose. I'm like, can I just have a moment with you? I got to tell you what happened. I'm like, I think I just got <laughs> visited by the ghost of my father at Wrigley Field through the, through these flowers. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm crying. So I just wanted to tell somebody. And dude, by the end of the game, we were uh, hugging. We uh, had bought each other drinks the entire time. He and Jose, <laughs> we're now best friends in the world. And th- that's what I'm saying. And, he, and at the end of the, he had tears in his eyes and he's like, I just want to tell you that meant so much to me for you to tell me that story about your father. <laughs> and I'm like, and that is why Wrigley Field is the greatest place on the face of the earth. Because, yeah, you, you know, the game, the, the game, the game was of not itself, as good as that moment. <laughs> right. I was going to say, it was like, you talked about it earlier, Danny. It was like, when we faced the Dodgers, you're like, man, the Dodgers are a really good team. Clayton Kershaw, and and, and then you got uh, Trevor Bauer and Mr. Tight Pants. What's his name? Walker Bueller. You know, all these guys, and they, they got such a loaded lineup. And, like, what was frustrating for me is, did you win? Yeah, you took two out of three. But now I think Colin Moran got injured in the first game. And and, and so Key Brian oh, yeah, Hayes. I think he tore a groin or something. Right. Trying Key to Brian, dive to first. Key Brian Hayes is by far their best player. He was injured, what, the second game of the season, right? Yeah, and they have no pitching. And so the next guy that you go up to is like, okay, Colin Moran, he can hit. So now you don't have to face Colin Moran. You don't have to face Key Brian Hayes. And the pitching's all right. And 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 you didn't really do a lot. That game was 3-2. to two. They scored three runs in the first well, three. They scored a run in each of the first three innings, right? Yeah, that's yes. it. But yeah, it, but, okay. Let's let's not forget that Davies finally had a game. Yeah, I mean, come on, the guy went uh, seven innings, seven innings, but you didn't give up any runs. Looked good. You needed him to a, have a game. He he well, he had a, he had a Maddox going actually. He was low pitch and everything, and then the seventh inning, he got into that bases loaded situation, and uh, was able to strike a guy out and then get the double play. No, they completely lost. They almost lost the game. I mean, they really almost lost the game. And But Davies was great, absolutely. But what I'm saying is it's great that Davies was great, but you're supposed to beat the Pirates like 10-2. to You know what I mean? Not 3-2. to And when you look at, uh, you know, the totals on that game, one for nine risks. So they left a lot of runners on base. Wilson Contreras with a a tough game, 0-3 in that one. It it just seems like... Sometimes I kept feeling like we were getting our hits in all the wrong order. You know, obviously leaving runners on base. They scored. They left the bases. And in game two, was that when uh, Wilson got hit by the pitch? Yeah, bases loaded, hit by pitch yeah. in the first inning. And then you're leaving a bunch of runs on the on the board, uh, on the bases and that po- at that point and not on the board. And, uh, you know, so that was just kind of frustrating. It's like. Right. It's like you're looking. The games were kind of the same that way, and you're like, uh, you guys might want to like pick up some of these runs because, like, you know, I mean, they got out hit seven five on Saturday. I 
I do agree with all that, but the pitching has been the biggest issue, and to see the pitching come out and actually perform well, that to me pirates. is... Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They were without their two best hitters. It's the Pirates <laughs> without their two best hitters. And then in game three, we got nickel and dime to death on the on the slow right. stuff from, from Hendo because he's not locating anymore. And so, like, they're just poking it here, poking it there, all these soft little bullshit squibbers. And then all of a sudden, they're scoring runs off all that stuff, and the Cubs just can't even manage to do that with the wind blowing in. They're like, no, let's swing for the fences no matter what, even though it's a 20-mile-hour gust straight in from center field. Like, you know, the Pirates are able to do shit like that and, and put across some manufactured runs. The Cubs are seem, seemingly incapable of even a bases-loaded situation to do anything but try to hit a grand slam. Yeah, right. so I, guess, I guess I wasn't taking into account their mm, mediocre offense. I was just happy to see the goddamn pitching <laughs> do something this weekend. And then uh, – but, but now, thanks to Danny, I'm going to go – uh, jump off my roof. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you take a look at it. You, you don't have Key Brian Hayes. You don't have Colin Moran. You look at game one. One of the runs scored on a fielding error by Philip Evans. Okay. The other one, Peterson singled. And then the other run after that was a sack fly. So it wasn't like you were doing anything great. And then the bullpen, I think you had bases loaded, two outs for Pittsburgh, and they couldn't they get the hit. Then you get to game two. Okay. And when you talk about game two, that was another one where there was like a lot of weird gift runs based on Pittsburgh playing like shit. Like the, the one that Wilson Contreras scored on default. It was like a, it was a sack fly to sack short center. Fly. How often, how often does the catcher do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and not yeah. only that, but Defoe just screwed up. His head wasn't in the game. He didn't get the ball in in time. Then the throw was offline. Um, and then, I mean, Trevor Williams too. It's like, you know, he only goes the four innings. In this game, right. and, and um, it, you know, f- fine, I guess, uh, but wh- I don't know why you pull him after uh, 83 pitches, except for that they thought they needed the offense in that moment, and they did, <laughs> and um, yeah. I don't even remember if it worked out, but he was okay. He had six strikeouts, but he only went to four innings. Uh, uh, then Keegan Thompson went in there, and he looked pretty – he's been looking pretty good this – I don't know, this whole time he's been looking pretty good. Um Chafin's been yeah, out there looking at every game, and then Kimbrel finally came back, um, uh, gave up a walk, but that was it. But um, you know, I don't know where Kimbrel was after the day off in Game One when you got those bases loaded too. I was like, um, didn't we have a day off yesterday? And, and now Kimbrel shut down, so I guess they needed two days in a row or something. I don't know what was going on there, but when so you look at the, a... oh, when you I'm look sorry. at the... No, we look at game two, two of the three runs that the Cubs got were complete gifts by the Pirates. So they scored three runs, but one of them was Wilson Contreras getting hit by pitch with the bases loaded, and the other was the Defoe brain fart. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, so this is a situation of the Cubs. I think uh, on the last show, Danny, you talked about it a little bit, playing up to the Dodgers and now down to the Pirates. Right, like I mean, it's what it feels like. I mean, the only good pitcher that they really threw out there was the guy yesterday. Um, uh, tell me his Anderson. name, Anderson. Anderson, Tyler Anderson. Yeah, and he, he's the only one that's having a decent season so far. Uh, it was the second time the Cubs saw him, but you know he's an impressive, dude. You know, um, but that's he's the that's that, the, they got, got a decent bullpen s- too. 
he's got that very similar to uh, the closer from the Dodgers. What's his name? Uh, Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen. He's got that weird thing where he, he brings his foot up, and then all of a sudden he like looks like he's going to step down, then he steps up again and then throws it. It's kind of a really – I was right behind home plate. I got to watch him. It's really a bizarre motion. Probably just to throw the batter off. Yeah, just um, a little tweak. And uh, the other thing I have to say about this series, too, is I, I was sitting up there in Crawley Land, and I took this pic- this picture – picture and um why don't more baseball players have the number 69 like troy (laughs) stokes jr who's like give me number 69 i'm gonna play right field like a champ in number 69 and i'm gonna hear about it from the bleacher bums all game long and you're gonna love me and look at the shit eating grin on his face he's having such fun with being number 69 he's like he did not you know, take this uh, call up to the major leagues lightly. I'm a insta fan of. Well, I'll tell you, he he robbed Chris Bryant of extra bases on that play to right field. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, yeah. and the one did- exciting thing this weekend was the first time ever in history that you had a uh, female play by play broadcaster broadcast a regular season game for the Cubs and Beth uh, Mowens. Yeah, yeah, and she was. Great in the role, and I'll say there is one person out there that did not enjoy Beth Mowens at all, and his name is Booger. Booger Shiambi hated hearing her because she was so goddamn good comparatively. She was in that booth for four minutes, and her and JD were working off of each other so nicely. They were watching the game. They were the the game directed their conversation they they went back and forth together it was a, an old school broadcast it's, it, i'm telling you i watched it i loved every minute of it and possibly i loved it even more because booger is just not good um bart Artie boucher agrees uh beth was fantastic uh, Eric says, uh, I hate Boog. He has no chemistry with JD and is so monotone. Dominic says, Beth was awesome. Raymond says, agreed. She was awesome. Um, so uh, my mother did not enjoy it. Um, she said we were sitting out because we were cold up in the upper deck. So I said, well, why don't we go out at Gallagher Way? We can sit out in the sun out there. And they had the TV broadcast. And we watched the end of the game up on the big screen. And she said, so we only caught the eighth and ninth and stuff. And she's like, who is this? And I said, her name's Beth Mowens and stuff. He's like, she's boring. And she's like, and I said, well, what do you think of the other new guy? And she's like, oh, he's boring too. And I think what her problem was is that she didn't feel the fandom from Beth of the team. And that's what she really wanted out of uh, that particular role of the announcer. And I said, and cause they were actually talking about what she was doing coming up, which she's going to do some college stuff and she's going to, uh, I forget what else it was. And I said, she does a lot of different sports and this is one of her jobs that she does. And um, so she's coming in, she does her research. She knows what she's talking about. She's going to call the game well, but she is not going to come off like a fan of the Cubs and that wouldn't necessarily happen, and we talked about this as sitting out there on the bench, that might not happen until a while 
where you know you have more of a rapport you've been around the team a bunch you know all the guys you are more just invested in your soul and i i don't think you could take a fill in person and ever have that vibe right. These, i don't it, know if we're ever going to get that again no matter what i don't think murky is going to allow anybody to do that they they want they want boogers fucking down the middle bullshit where he I loves think, the other players you know it, it's hard uh, again when when people forget you know, Len Casper came from Miami in 2005 and that kind of stuff is he wasn't you like, you don't know the traditions. You don't know the way things kind of go. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny. Like we are so ingrained with Cubs culture that we sometimes forget that not everybody's like that. Like every time they used to have a press conference for a new Cubs manager, all of a sudden you'd see Ronnie Wu somehow crash the press conference and some manager would be like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he near me? And so it's just like, but like all of us expected Ronnie to come, you know, strolling in. Everyone, everyone expected that shit. So it's just, you don't so know Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> You've never right. met. <laughs> so it's just that kind of thing that like, we are so ingrained with it that it's weird for us when 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 Shiambi or Beth Moens or, or Chris Myers, any one of these guys are are just not ingrained in the culture. Just is what it is. And it's going to take time for mm-hmm. either one of them to grow and settle into this. You know, I think what we all want is just. I think what my mom wants is a homer. I definitely prefer a homer broadcaster. Uh, I just think it's more fun. Um, uh, Lil Yumper says, could it be that the Homer broadcaster is a dying breed? Benetti is the only newer one I can think of. I mean, I kind of thought Len Casper liked the Cubs. I mean, sometimes uh, then, it, then he kind of, he I mean, I think he did it one time and then he, and then he fell out of love with them. He fell yeah. in love with fucking Cincinnati instead. Trevor and- Bauer. Cub Doge eight nineteen eighty one says, "I agree with your mom, Danny." Yeah, so I mean, it's a good, it's a good move. The more I agree with my mom, the better my life goes. Yeah, <laughs> it took me forty seven years to learn that, but here we are. I just feel like in okay, so in lieu of the absolute fandom, which we can't have that because nobody who's coming in right now has had the time to put that together. You need to have at least. Uh, a, a good handle of the job and paying attention to what, I mean, she's the play-by-play person. She paid attention to the game. Booger does not. He doesn't care about the game. He wants to talk about fucking shoes and socks and other bullshit. He wants, uh, he wants Rick Sutcliffe to tell the funny story about when the two of them were doing something only the two of them give a shit about. <laughs> and he doesn't, and, and he doesn't want to work with JD. I think it's super clear now that he just doesn't want to work with JD because Beth jumped in there and immediately they were going back and forth and it was a good broadcast. Could it be so, better if she was more of a homer? I agree with that, but it's better than takes time. Uh, it's, well, Booger's had fucking four weeks, and he's not even close to where she was after four innings. JD, everyone keeps bringing up Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes wants to do radio. He doesn't really dig the TV vibe. So I know everybody wants Pat Hughes. I would like Pat Hughes, but that's not going to happen. So we can put that one to rest. Well, you know what you can do on the MLB app is when you uh, when you can overlay the audio 
for Pat Hughes while having the video on. So you can hear Pat and Ron while watching the video. And actually, when I was up in Crawley Land on Sunday, I was hanging out, you know, back at the concessions area. Oh, I want to get to that, too. I want to talk about the concessions up there. Um, the uh, <laughs> I was at the concessions area just watching the game on the big screen as well from above. And we could hear the radio broadcast while seeing the screen as well up there. So it's they and it has it perfectly timed. And just and they do that sometimes like during the playoffs, so you can hear the home broadcast and that kind of thing. But um it the the technology is there. Um I d I don't see why you can't just everybody shouldn't in their home market, Marquee would never let it happen. They're paying those guys too much for you to be like, actually, we like the radio broadcast uh, instead. But it, and, it, and MLB won't even allow me to watch the game on the app no matter what. So to be honest, I don't know why it can't just be one broadcast. You know, why can't the radio broadcast be the same as the TV? I understand that TV, you don't have to talk the whole time because you're physically looking at. Uh, what you're what what you're looking at but if but there's no problem with talking the entire time while you're watching it too i mean yeah people in the chat tell us uh there there is a team that's doing that right now and and it's it's escaping me who it is but somebody fired somebody fired their radio guys and just have was that detroit oakland a's (laughs) is it oakland i don't know i think so Little Yumper says, I don't think Boog doesn't want to work with JD. I just don't think their personalities sync up. I, I agree 100% with Little Yumper. Just, and, and, and JD's kind of like. That's um, the epitome of not wanting to work with him. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not like, <laughs> fuck this guy. I want to screw with them. I want to get my friend here. I just think that they're just like two people that, like, just would never hang out other than the fact that they have a job together. Yeah. Like, they would never go out to grab a beer or any shit like that or, like, nobody's texting each right, other. Right. But like JD that. is trying. Right. And Booger doesn't. He just fucking stonewalls him all the time. I got, I got, like I said, I don't, I just, it's, uh, I think that when you see, I think Dempster or, you know, Sutcliffe is a guy that loves the Cubs. I think that's what a lot of us are looking for mm-hmm. is that we all enjoyed the Ron Santo, even though it wasn't the greatest color. You know, like, hey, Ronnie, what does this pitcher feature? Oh, he's got a fastball and some off speed stuff. Thank you, Ronnie. That was really informative. It was just like, you know, like it was just like all that shit. He throws with his left arm. <laughs> Even that, he was 50-50 on that. But uh, <laughs> The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for the summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. 
SD. Those are letters, SD. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strips juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. 10% off, free shipping. Back to the show. I you know, it was one of those things that it was fun to listen to. Coom Dog mm-hmm. does a pretty good job. He's been around a, lo- a while, too, and I think that's part of it. He opened his restaurant. He's been around a little bit. I feel like he's grown into the gig at this point, and yeah. he finds himself to be a little bit more of a Chicago fixture. He feels more comfortable around the fans, and he's from the area. He grew up a Cubs fan, and that's that's important, I think, to people like us who did also grow up Cubs fans, you know, so um, – but I mean, I feel like the Boog and JD vibe is kind of similar to like Michael Cotton and Crawley on this show. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, well, if Danny didn't put him together, <laughs> you know. The, but it's fun to listen to the to the little the the uh, the fist bumping. Um, no, I dis I disagree. That's not yeah. what I want in my baseball game. I want <laughs> well. In in the wor- the worst part is just it's it's the the. Who's who said it in here? Um, Eric Campbell says uh, Booger still thinks he's on ESPN. He is still on ESPN. That's the thing. He he, he's he has not given up that job. That's what he does when he's not with the Cubs, and so he's not going to change. He is not going to become the guy that we want for sure as long as he's still doing ESPN. I don't know. I mean, he's got the job. I'm interested to see how it goes. It took Coom Dog a while to like settle down into it. I know that we were all kind of like, oh man, not that we liked Keith Moreland. I mean, but like, <laughs> you know, former All Star. We all looked it up, and like he's on every list of like everybody that was an All Star that should never have been an All Star. Like, <laughs> you know, just like all that stuff. And, and he he kind of grew it too. He doesn't have a great voice for radio particularly it doesn't matter though as long as you like the team and you're informative about baseball and you know and uh, i don't know i i I think well i'm gonna i don't i don't like the cheesiness of boog i'm wondering if he can relax and i wonder if at some point he's gonna just get more relaxed and feel better about his um i'm looking forward to kind of getting to know him like off off calling a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, like usually Cubs convention would have been a time where he would have come in, kind of introduced himself to the fans, told some stories. I'm sure he would have probably grabbed a few beers here and there with us. Uh, I'm hoping that he comes to club 400, you know, and and just kind of, I think he'd be like someone fun to hang out with. I think he does 
he's very careful and crafts that image because of that ESPN gig. But I think like kind of behind that facade is somebody that like would be fun to hang out and party with in Wrigleyville. Um, that's well, what I'm wondering. And that could be fine. He could be the most wonderful guy in the world outside of that booth. Uh, I tell this story all the time. Joe Buck, when he's on podcasts and he's being interviewed and he gets a chance to tell stories, Joe Buck is one of the funniest, most engaging people I have ever listened to. I will, I will go out of my way to watch an interview with him and, uh, listen to a podcast with him. Yeah, but he's the great. Second, he gets behind the mic for a game. Yeah. He is one of the most boring, brutal, shitty broadcasters I have ever heard. Yeah. You just got to be able to, I mean, it, it's just amazing when you have somebody as talented as Pat Hughes. It just, you're going to, or, or like, you know, you take somebody like Vin Scully, uh, Harry Carey, or just one of the classics. Um, you know, in some ways, I feel like, although teams, do you think teams even want to have classic guys anymore? Do you think they want somebody that they can't fire that is so, uh, you know, kind of ingrained with the personality of the of the TV, of the of the broadcast and the team that they they make themselves bigger than the team in a way or well i mean you you mentioned three guys that are considered like you know three of some three of the greatest you know what i mean when you talk about Vince scully and harry carey when you're talking about hall of famers i mean they, they don't they don't grow on trees unfortunately they when you get yeah. one it's a special moment that you get to experience and it it changes it, it colors your fandom you know what i mean casper used to talk about listening to the tigers and um, harry, harry callis harry callis yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so and those are just kind of classic and that's who inspired him and you know so it's i know i know it's hard to find somebody that talented and also just that good for the city and the and the gig that's specific to the city. But I think that Chicago deserves that. And we've, we've been lucky with Pat Hughes. We've been, and let's Lennon JD have been great for TV for a bunch of years. And now it's, it's moved on, but I just don't think we like how it has moved yet. But um, I, I think we, speaking of moving on, let's, let's move on with the next segment. Shall we? Are, are you ready to go? Sure. All right. Here's the drop. Where are they now? Oh, yeah. All right. The segment, yeah, this is, the this segment is where we tell you what happened to every – oh, you were going to say it. I was going to yeah, doubt you. That's all right. Go for it. It's the segment where we tell you what <laughs> happened to the guys we lost and what's happening with the guys we got. Yeah. Is that what you are going to say? <laughs> Very similar. Uh, yeah. So uh, to start with, it's – just so you know, it's Jake Arrieta versus John Lester. That was not a trade, but – you know, it's understood that those are the two that match up. Zach Davies, you Darvish, that was a trade. Uh, and then Jock Peterson versus Kyle Schwarber because they're on paper, they're the same player. And we got rid of one and picked the other one up for the same amount of money. So it didn't really make any sense. But uh, so we're going to start with the pitchers this time. Uh, Jake Arietta, since the last time we looked, there have been three Jake days. 
He pitched well in the first two, but then he got shelled with three homers in the third game because he had a thumb abrasion that affected his ability to throw the ball. His ERA jumped almost two full runs in that one game. Yeah, well, that's April for you. Yeah. Versus John Lester. And the last time we checked in on Johnny Paycheck, he still had, he was still in the COVID protocol, working his way back up to his first start. And since then, uh, April 30th was the first start, and he's had two. Uh, the first one was five innings, five hits, one strikeout, no walks, no runs. Pretty good, right? The next one was five innings, four hits, five strikeouts, two walks, three earned runs. And in those two starts, Lester has an ERA of 2.70, and Jake is on the IL. So yeah. Nationals Nationals won the trade. They win. I guess that's what that means. Except they are in last place, I believe. <laughs> last I looked, they were in last place. Yeah, Michael, I got to ask you, what, do you remember the date of the last Lester start? Because I am trying to figure out when Johnny Lester's coming to Wrigley. So I'm trying to count the days, and I'm trying to see how accurate I am to that. Uh, he, so he pitched on the, I think the 30th and the fifth or sixth. So he, yeah. So I don't know. I didn't look up the exact one, but yeah, I think it was, I feel like it was the sixth. Like maybe there was an extra day in there for an off day or something, but I didn't look at their schedule. Um, okay. So moving on Zach Davies and you Darvish, Zach. Davies was coming off two rough outings last time we checked in. Since then, he's followed up with three more bad outings until, until finally breaking through with seven innings versus the Pirates, which, as Danny pointed out earlier, are the Pirates. Uh, only counts as, an, as a four-inning outing against anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that dropped his ERA below eight for the first time since his first game. Uh he has pitched 18.2 innings in those four games with eight hits, 10 Ks, 10 walks, eight earned runs, and a 6.30 ERA for the season. Versus you, Darvish. He has had three starts since we checked in on him, and he has pitched 19 innings in three starts, uh, and he's got 14 hits, 29 strikeouts to wow. seven walks. Four earned runs with a season ERA of 2.27, which means uh, the Padres have definitely won that trade. Uh, but Davies does have one more hit than you, Darvish. So well, on the and, offensive side. And Davies good. saved so much money for Tom Ricketts. And that's really what we're concerned <laughs> with here in Chicago. Like, you know, we, re- we want to make sure the rent on all those buildings and the loans to the banks and the SPAC, it's all that it's all working for them. You know, we don't I, I, imagine the money they right. save on W flags alone. So, uh, all right. So moving on to the hitters, we got Jock Peterson went on the IL a couple days after we saw him. Uh, his oh, wait, wait, slash- no, Michael, real quick though, little Yumper says, "Wait, what about the high school kids? What are what are they doing right now? The guys that we got for you, you, you never talk about them in in reference to Davies. So, any idea what they're doing? Did 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 do they know how to shave yet? Or are they can they drink? I don't think they can drink. No, in fact, they were sitting outside the gas station asking adults who were going in to buy them beer. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, that's who that was. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I didn't give it to him. So, they- yeah. So when you're, they're hanging around the jewels, 
Don't don't help them out. They need to stay in uh, baseball shape. Tip top shape. All right, last trade. What's what's going on with uh, yeah? So Jock Peterson, as we said, he was on the IL. His slash at the time was one thirty seven, two sixty two, two thirty five. That's pretty freaking bad. Uh, he has now been back for five games, and he's ripping it up right now. He's brought his numbers up to 206, 317, 412 for a 729 OPS. In the small sample size that is May, he is hitting 412, 476, 412. Oh, wow. Pretty good over five games. Versus Kyle Schwarber. Uh, he had jumped out to a hot start after COVID. He walked off the game. He was hitting the ball all over the place. But since then, all downhill. Last time we checked in on him, he had a slash line of 267, 290, 467. But it has dropped all the way to 193, 268, 364 on the season. Ooh. With an OPS of 632. In May, his numbers are 160, 300, 360. Uh, so you know what that means. Cubs win. Cubs won a trade. Yeah, at least one out of three. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's not like coming back to bite us in the ass, but you know, he was always such a good guy. It's just a, it's a bummer to see. Like, it just seems like he, you know, sometimes you say maybe a change of scenery, right? And that doesn't seem to be the case. The Kyle Schwarber that we're seeing in Washington is no different than what we saw in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. He, he jumped out like right when he came back. It looked like, oh man, this is going to be the worst mistake they ever did. And then, uh, no, not so much now. Yeah, well, especially because it was kind of a an even Stephen trade in a way. Like you're like, oh, you're, uh, I mean, you you saved a couple million bucks once again. Ricketts saves a couple million dollars of oh payroll payroll flexibility. You could call it, except for they're not going to do anything with it. They're yeah. just going to not spend it. It's going to be money they don't spend. So um, let's talk a little bit about what's going to come up uh, with the Cleveland uh, indigenous humans who were slaughtered by Europeans and then Americans later on uh, series. <laughs> I, I believe that's where they're going to change the name to. I'm not sure if it's just more accurate as far as history goes. Their, their uniforms are going to have like a long tail. Yeah, just, just so the, they can fit the whole name on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, I mean, let's see. They're right. Uh, they're right there. They're a game back from the White Sox. They're seven and three in their last ten. They've got a plus fifteen run differential. Uh, they just split two with Cincinnati after sweeping four against KC, and then the last one got rained out. Um, and right now, Roberto Perez, their catcher, is on the ten day. So he's they're really their only. A major injury, unlike the Cubs, which we talked about at the beginning of this uh, show. But uh, I'm going to put up some numbers here. Here's what the here's what the uh, let's see what did I call them? The Cleveland Indigenous Humans were slaughtered by Europeans and then American series. That's coming up. Here's their hitters. Um, I mean, they don't have a great offense. Jose Ramirez, of course, is great. He, he's got nine home runs, same as KB, 891 OPS, which is not the same as KB. It's much better. Fran Mil Reyes, who's somebody they actually did get from the Padres in a um, trade for Clevenger. I believe that he was in the Clevenger trade. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat because I, I might be putting two trades together. But either way, the Indians uh, linked up with those guys on that uh, trade, and he's tearing the cover off the ball. Eight home runs already, 914 OPS. 
Um, and then uh, Ahmed Rosario is on this team now. Cesar Hernandez used to be on the Phillies is on this team. So there's a lot. This is a totally different team than the Cubs saw in 2016. Like this is, they've retooled, and this is kind of the point I want to make. They've retooled with their great starting pitching that they had that they threw at the Cubs. Trevor Bauer is gone. I mean, that wasn't a very good trade. I believe wasn't that the, um, <laughs> the, the, they were uh, just trying to get rid of him. That was yeah, Trevor Bauer for uh, what's his name, the big Cuban, Puig, Puig, yeah, yeah, Seal Puig, so, yeah, yeah. But they, but they, you know, with their payroll role flexibility, and they have nowhere near the payroll that the Cubs could have in Cleveland. But they are making moves, and they got a guy who is a major league caliber uh, ready uh, for a starting pitcher, and we did not get that. So. I don't know, but the clock has started on Fran Mill Reyes. We'll see kind of like how that works with those guys. Um, they don't have a great uh, offense. Uh, here's what the bullpen's going to – we'll talk about the starters that we're going to face, only two of them, but here's where the bull penis is going to throw at you. Um, they're pretty good. Uh, they've got a guy you've never heard of who's uh, named uh, James Karinchak, who's got a .60 ERA in 16 games and 15 innings. So if you see him, that means uh, we're going to have some trouble. Um, Cal Quantrill, who I want to say they also got him from the Padres. Seems like everybody gets everybody from the Padres. You know what I mean? From the Padres. And that's what I'm saying. But like the, 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 um, Cleveland indigenous humans who slaughtered, who were slaughtered by Europeans and then Americans, they, uh, were able to make deals with the Padres. Um, so uh, unlike the Cubs who didn't get shipped for you, Darvish. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, they've got a bunch of guys. Emmanuel Clace, who you've, you've never heard of, 126 ERA and in 14 innings pitched out of the bullpen. Brian Sean with a, Shaw with a 203. Like, I know that barely anybody's heard, and I know, like, there's probably some people in the chat going to be like, oh, he's on my fantasy team. I'm like, well, good for you, because nobody who pays <laughs> attention to NL Central Baseball knows who the fuck these guys are. But they're doing well. Uh, for the Indians, for Cleveland this year. I mean, and- you, you, you start the season and, you know, everybody thought it was going to be the White Sox and then Minnesota kind of on the trail. And with Cleveland giving up on friends or trading Francisco Landor and yeah. uh, Carlos Carrasco, you said, okay, they're, they're starting their rebuild and, and it looks more like a retool than a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, you can compete in the Central, especially with the White Sox injuries right now. They're probably looking at it and some of that payroll flexibility that they, you know, freed up with some of those star pitchers that they have. I mean, they've always been able to develop those guys. And Mm -hmm. that has been, it's why they've been successful for so many years. It's like, you know, Cleveland used to be pretty much of a joke of a baseball team, but. You know, there's been enough guys to come out of there over the last few years that I don't think you could say that anymore. Anymore. Um, so uh, here's where they end up in the central right now. Only the game back. They're uh, seven and three in their last ten, and um, eighteen and fourteen. And but if you look at their comparative stats, uh, the Cubs have a higher OPS. They're a better have a better offense overall. Um, uh, but both teams are up. Average, but the the uh, so, Cleveland is a below average. I'm kind of uh, confused about that because the Cubs don't have a DH, so I was assuming yeah. that their offense oh, wouldn't be, be nearly as good. 
Nick Nick Martini DH book it. It's that's where we're gonna look at. Like, oh, thank God. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. I mean, you don't have anybody even from the minors to call up and be like, "Oh, this guy's hitting hitting the cover off the ball in the minors. Let's bring him up for this ALC." You don't. You don't have, you that, have Kyle, that guy. That Kyle Schwarber that they brought out of Double A and yeah. then he broke in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, both teams are average in hitting homers. Cubs take more walks than Cleveland. Uh, does uh, the Cubs strike out a lot? Cleveland does not. Uh, the Cubs are second in stolen bases, which uh, you know that's the uh, that's the hallmark of a of a poor offense. We've already decided, especially yeah. in the three true outcome land, because they don't trust that they can hit it out. And um, Cleveland's just about average. They don't really run much. The Cubs have actually scored twenty one more runs, eleventh most in the major leagues. Yet they find themselves at five hundred, whereas Cleveland has scored the eighth fewest runs in the major leagues, yet they find themselves at 18 and 14, four games above 500. Um, the pitching is why, because they're uh, a full run better overall than the Cubs as far as ERA goes. Uh, their bullpen is uh, a full run better. Cleveland has the actually the number one bullpen in the major leagues, and I showed you some of those numbers and told you a few names you've never heard of, and that's why, because they got guys you never heard of that are going to kick your ass. And then, um, but the Cubs relievers, check this out. This is kind of, now, you would never think this. You would never, ever think it, because I know that one of the things that has been said on the show by me, and I guess I'm wrong about it, is the Cubs do not have good strikeout pitchers besides uh, Craig Kimbrell out of the bullpen. You've heard me say this, right? Oh, so yeah, like, right? the extra innings thing is bad, uh, you know, because you don't have uh, any way with that runner on second to strike him out. Well, check it out. Cubs are second in strikeouts in the major leagues out of the bullpen. Right. The The problem that you have, though, is if you're going to go into an extra inning game, you probably already use Chafin, right? Because you know your starters go five, right? Right. So when you get to that point in the game, that you know, you've used Chafin, you, you usually use Kimbrel yeah. in the ninth, and now you're you're in extras. And now you're going, oh shit! You know they yeah. got Dylan Maples, and I texted Danny at the game. I said, here, I texted both you guys. I said, here yeah. comes Dylan Maples in another non-leveraged situation. So Dylan Maples is a guy that gets a ton of strikeouts. He also Just, walks and throws the ball like fifty feet to the left. And let me give you a yeah, Maples keep, stat here. Keeping those numbers down in those low leverage situations, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he was great in that lower. You texted me the other day. Did, did you text? Yeah, no, it was Crawley. Yeah, that's what yeah. we were talking about. So, uh, but uh, Dylan Maples, a real quick stat on him: uh, fourteen strikeouts is, for relievers is fourth in the major leagues, but he's also ninth amongst relievers in walks. So, what about wild pitches? I did not look that up because I wanted to. <laughs> stay positive, <laughs> you know. Keep keep. I'll look it up for you next week. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah, but it kind of surprised me that the Cubs are are second in strikeouts. That's not nothing, though. Like it, that's no. a little uh, that's a little uh, pitch lab uh, special. Bike Bike spoke says Luke Lelouch. <laughs> and then uh, defensively, the Cubs uh, are uh, below average in uh, errors. They've been kicking it around a little bit. They had two the other day, and Cleveland. Uh, 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 Cleveland, actually, no, sorry, I'm saying this wrong. The Cubs are below average, even though they've been kicking it around. And Cleveland is above average in errors. Yet, the DER, the defensive efficiency ratio, the greatest defensive stat ever invented, 
Um, Cleveland is kicking the crap out of the Cubs with a 721 dur to the Cubs 685. And Ooh. here's another stat that you won't believe. David Bodie has no errors. How much do you think Mariznick diving at second base, 47 feet away from that ball, took the dur down? Because that counted as a dive for the dur. Yeah, I what I don't know what it counted as. But, <laughs> it, but, it, it was it was a terrible route to the ball, is what I'm saying, and that just made the dur dive. But um, here's here's one thing: the Cubs have no errors at second base this year, and and I thought of you, Crawley, when I saw that. Because, uh, you know, we disagreed with the fact that uh, d- that David Bode unanimously would be picked as the second baseman for this team for opening day. But um, he has not committed an error at second base, nor has anybody. But also he doesn't get to the same. <laughs> right, <laughs> it reminds me of a Darwin Barty gold glove is what I'm saying. It's like, I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, no errors, but like also lots of hits. Getting you know who is the, the, the classic on that was uh, Derek Jeter. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like like Jeter literally covered like two feet to his left and right, and that's it. It's like, oh look, dude, Jeter has no airs. Like, dude, he never gets to any ball unless it's hit right at him. <laughs> so um, the weather in Cleveland is going to be good. Fifty-two uh, for the night game, fifty-seven for the day game, and sunny. Um, not too much chance of rain. And uh, game one, it's going to be um, Alzali and Justin Bieber. Um, Justin so, Bieber. I assume that's his first name, right? <laughs> By the way, he, he he's a th- Bieber. Justin Bieber not only has so many hit songs and lots of money and a beautiful model wife, but he has a, a three and two record and a two ninety eight earned run average, and he leads the major leagues in strikeouts. Yeah, so well, for the first time ever, I'm hoping for Justin Bieber to have lots of hits. Yeah, but, well, I want him to create hits. Hopefully, uh, he will. Um, gosh, it, it's going to be tough against Bieber, but you know, play up to the competition, play down um, to to the Pirates, I guess. But here's the Cubs versus Bieber. Nobody's seen him except for Sogard and Duffy, <laughs> but they actually got hits off of him. So there were three. Sogard got two hits. One of them was a double, and Matt Duffy got a hit. And one was one of them was a double. So. I mean, maybe you'll see those guys scrap out some, you know, little Sogard, Duffy, scrappy, one nothing action because Alzali is going to go out there, and the only buddy that saw, only person that saw him on Cleveland is uh, Ahmed Rosario, who struck out in the only at bat he saw him. So, um, Bieber, he's been great. Look at that. Um, He's got a complete game this year where uh, he gave up no runs on three hits and struck out 11. He struck out 12, 12, 11, 13, 9, 11, and 9. Um, a lot of high pitch counts there. A lot of high pitch counts. Oh, well over 100 pitches, 119 pitches in one seven-inning wow. start. Um, 113 pitches. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's just having a hell of a year. Uh, we don't have a guy like this, and they do. Yep. So – Adbert, uh, he's gone out there, and I've really liked what I've seen. You know, uh, seven strikeouts in five innings last time he went out there, only one walk, uh, gave up two runs, three hits, five innings against the Dodgers. That's a pretty tough lineup. And so you got to, you know, if you're going to get five, six out of a guy like Alzali, who's supposed to be your number five, you're going to take that. You know, you're just kind of hoping for more out of 
you know, your top line guys, but um, Alzelay has been given, giving you what your top line guys, what Hendricks and yeah. your, your uh, Davies have, have been giving you. It'll be interesting to see if he can get through that, you know, that sixth inning again. He's done it once. Uh, he's been into the sixth inning a couple of times and it hasn't worked out for him. Got through one, one time. So, you know, and as he moves along in his development, let's hope it does get, you know, a little deeper in the games. Oh, God, it'd be so nice to have a homegrown pitcher. Yeah. I mean, it's been way too long because in many respects, even Kyle Hendricks is not a homegrown pitcher. He's a Rangers guy who came over in the, the Dempster trade, you know. You don't like Rob Sestrinsky? I mean, I kind of did when when they, <laughs> you know, he'd come up and do some stuff and, you, you know, Dwayne Underwood Jr. would come up and do some stuff, you know, and I, I kind of liked all these guys, but they never, you know – well, I, you saw once they faced major league hitting why they didn't get a chance, and then I started doubting Pitch Lab for obvious reasons, and um, so I still don't know what to make of it, to be honest. Yeah. Because nobody's yeah, come from it. If Alzelay come from it, and he's developed this new slider that's going to be a wipeout pitch for him, you know, that's going to be huge to his development, and if he can – you know, kind of spin straw into gold, you know, we're sitting pretty with a situation like that. If he can establish himself and work himself to a number two, three, like that's a solid arm that you can build a pitching staff around. He's not your ace. And I don't think he's ever going to be an ace, but you know, maybe we can trade Chris Bryant for somebody that will be eventually, you know, I don't know. It would be nice to have, be like the, like the, um, what did I call them? My, uh, the, uh, the Cleveland indigenous humans who were slaughtered by Europeans and then Americans um, <laughs> who have developed many an incredible pitcher like Justin Bieber. Hey, everybody, if you're enjoying the Sunranto show, why don't you become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash Sunranto? It's only a dollar a month and you get the show delivered right to your inbox along with other perks for as little as $1 a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's way better than the ads that you've been listening to on this podcast. Because guess what? There are no ads on the Patreon.com slash Sunranto thread and uh, your own RSS feed. So please go do it. It's only a buck. It's how we keep the lights on. Join the 104 other people who have decided to support us uh, we love them. We don't love you as much because you don't support us. So go do it. Three bucks a month. It's all you need to do to buy us each a beer a year. That's all you got to do. Three bucks a month. Pay all at once. Get it done with. You don't have to worry about it again. Five bucks, you get all the music. Ten bucks, you get a calendar and your name at the end credits. Just do it. And back to the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Um... Zach Davies, uh, he's going to go out there in game two. Um, he was good last time. We already talked about him. No runs, five hits against Pittsburgh, which is really like four runs, 18 hits. Against the <laughs> three so, innings. Three innings and a loss instead against Pittsburgh. Ends up a win. <laughs> but, no, he's been terrible. And so hopefully he can build on uh, this last start. And as long as he's gone, seven innings. And hopefully uh, he warms up in May. And then we're going to go up against a guy named uh, Sam, Sam Hentges, who's a rookie. Um, never gone more than four innings in a game. Um, 
and I don't know what to tell you. Like he's would, would it have been more fun if they could have lined up Alzali with this guy? Yeah, and you'd see the rookies go. Yeah, that would have been so much more fun. What are these managers doing? But oh, I forgot to tell everybody what Cleveland does versus uh, Davies. They don't have a lot of experience, um, but they like it. Ahmed Rosario is four for seven, so watch out for him. But nobody's homered. A um, couple doubles. The, the, uh, by the way, that Cleveland has two Rosarios, Ahmed and Eddie. So get ready for that uh, being a large topic of conversation on um, the broadcasts. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Rene Rivera's on this team, too, by the way. Remember him? Former Cub, yeah, 2017. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's your – oh, it's a, it's a set. It's a two-game set and not really a series. I hate the two-gamers. I hate the four-gamers. Yeah. And and it's not needed whatsoever. I don't know what's going on with MLB. It would be, it would be interesting to actually talk to an MLB scheduler and find out what their directives are when they're setting these things up. Yeah. It just seems like they're, they're working too hard to make it uneven and weird. I want to give you one more stat uh, that I kind of saw today. I just talked about how Justin Bieber leaves, leads the league in strikeouts. Um, do you know who leads the Cubs in strikeouts? And I, I don't know if you saw the what I – because I did write it down on the script, but I'm wondering if every, anybody knows who it is. Um, do you know? You saw it at, that I wrote it down, right? Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. Trevor Williams – leads the Cubs in strikeouts. And, you know, that's kind of a problem if you think about it that way because um, he's not really supposed to. But uh, maybe he is because nobody's that good. But it, <laughs> he's tied for 53rd in the majors with uh, 35. And that's just like, oh, man, it just makes me miss you. When I saw that, it made me miss you, Darvish, a lot. You know, I was like, ah. We we talking, is not tied for 53rd. We were talking about uh, Rob Zastrinsky and John Pincus asked, did you like Jae Hong Sang? Remember, he was the, wasn't he the minor league pitcher of the year? Yeah, Jae yeah. Ho Sang. Uh, yeah, they, they paraded a bunch of these guys out there. Was what, Didn't Jae Ho start, God, some game that he gave up a ton of runs that the Cubs came back and tied it and won? Yeah. He had yeah. a couple like that. Like, I feel like yeah. it happened to him twice. Yeah. No, at least with him, he actually pitched. Zestrizny kept getting called up, and he'd be there for like a week, and they'd never use him and send him back. And, oh, I didn't tell you about this about Sam Hentges either. Uh, he's pitched out of the pen. He throws 95. He's got a curve and a slider. But um, he's a left-hander. Uh-oh. So so I was told we were not facing lefties this year. We didn't really need any righty bats, but, well, here we go but again. Apparently, but apparently the Cubs are great against lefties this year. Yeah. They keep telling us uh, on the broadcast that, you know, the Cubs are amazing against lefties. Yeah, except for, fr- except for Sunday. Except yeah. for the exact last game we played. <laughs> except for when they said it. <laughs> so, um, announcements, uh, just a couple things. I want to thank everybody that came to the Bleacher Bum Band show. We had Braggs in the stands there, and uh, he was rowdy, and we had a great time. We packed the place. But um, next show is June 18th, so you you guys can come to that. Um, that's right after we play. Gosh, I want to see the Marlins. Is that it, – it kind of lined up that we always play shitty teams, shitty-ish teams um, on the Bleacher Bum Band show days. So that's good for everybody because, A, the tickets will be slightly cheaper because it won't be like a Cardinals game or something, you know, or yeah. 
some uh, rivalry. Um, it uh, let's see, June eighteenth. I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, it's Miami. So uh, June nineteenth. Sorry, it's uh, Saturday, June nineteenth, and um, so uh, it's it's always good because then we have a better chance of a win. So uh, then you everybody can come and party with the band afterwards. Um, and also, I want to say that uh, I've, I'm glad if, if all the posters and T-shirts and stuff should have been delivered. It took 40 days for the post office to deliver a poster to Iowa <laughs> and to two different people. They both live in Iowa, but yet I looked it up on a map an hour and a half from each other. So uh, Dominic and Molly were the last to get their stuff. Um, but that's all for sale. On, that was uh, uh, Those were biblical losses. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened to them. They hadn't even been scanning at the Steve Goodman just, post office, and then just so you know, I, I so I you guys know I do a lot of memorabilia trading and swapping and buying and selling. Like I just went, I'll I'll pay the extra for FedEx. I won't even go to freaking USPS because it's just such a shit show right now. Oh, it, it really is. I mean, that took an. I, I mean, those were the only two that were a problem. So out of like you know, a good forty that went out. So um, you know, it's it. But still. That sucked. I, I, I don't even know what happened. Like, how did it? I don't even know how it ended up getting there. Because how was it? Where was it for forty days? No, it, it's it's weird. It get, they get rerouted. They're all over the place. They like take some weird circular route. Like it's, people don't scan them in. It's like big giant piles. And if it falls off the pile in the wrong place, it's gone. It's just a mess. Yeah, you you see it coming from Chicago to Iowa, and somehow it's in. Uh, Minneapolis and then St. Louis and then it's in Des Moines and you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it was it was strange. But uh, if you still want to buy a Bleacher Bum Band shirt or a poster, uh, you can uh, buy it at uh, thesunranto.com slash Bleacher Bum Band. Um, so uh, also uh, this weekend, big weekend. It's it's uh, uh, Danny and Crawley's weekend at Bernie's weekend which we're going to bring a dead body with us to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kid it. But no, uh, well, Patreon, you're going to Detroit, you might just find one. Yeah, exactly. We're just going <laughs> to pick up a dead body, pretend he's a guy named Bernie, walk, walk him around like he's our, our friend. Um, no, we're, we're going to be in Detroit this weekend. We're going to be there uh, Saturday night, and we're going to catch two games in like a 24-hour period. We'll be there at the Saturday game. We'll be there at the Sunday game. Um, so if you're a Patreon patron, we'll be going live, probably from the road. You'll see all the adventures of Danny and Crawley, uh, throughout the night. <laughs> I, I have Detroit rock city by kiss on repeat that we're yeah, going to play gonna for five go. hours on the way down. And I'm going to paint my face like kiss. And I, and I'm also going to get a tongue extension. So I look just like Gene Simmons. <laughs> so it's going to be great. Um, no, we're going to have a great time. If you're in Detroit, if you're going to these games, last I looked, there's some on StubHub. The The Tigers also put some more on sale, which is actually where I ended up buying them because there were no tickets at all from the Tigers. And I just happened to look again, and there were very few tickets from the Tigers released. And I guess I just caught it right. There were only a few um, left. So I don't know if the, how they got released, but they did. Um, so become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you can join the Sunranto Super Ranters on Facebook and be abreast of all the fun shit that me and Crawley are doing in Detroit. <laughs> patreon.com slash Sunranto. Uh, it's only a buck, and you can uh, join that group. Plus, you get the show early and ad-free. Uh, as a podcast, um, there's perks at every level. You can get uh, the photographs that I take at the 
uh, $3, five, no, $3 level. At the $5 level, you can get all the music. $10 level, you get your name at the end of the show uh, as a uh, super patron. And uh, by the way, there's a couple new super patrons that uh, came on. Four new names, people that either increased their pledges, so look for that at the end of the show, uh, or they came on as super Patreon patrons. You get a calendar there. So anyway, there's all sorts of great reasons to join our Patreon campaign, not to mention the fact that you're paying for tickets and beer. Michael's coming in June June 19th. You think he's going to buy his own tickets? Hell no. It's on Sunranto. And it's on you and the Patreon patrons. You think Crawley's paying for the hotel room? Hell no. Patreon <laughs> patrons are paying for it. Because and he paid extra bring- just to get me not in the same room with him. Exactly. So, <laughs> so become a Patreon patron so we can do fun shit like this. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be like um, poor dad in the in rich dad poor dad. Be like, sorry kids, no tickets for you, no photographs going out. We cannot cover this stuff. So it's it it really depends on you what kind of show we're gonna have. So uh, patreon.com slash sunranto. And finally, my final announcement is. That Wednesday, May 12th, is my birthday. And um, I would, and I have a Facebook fundraiser going. And uh, I say that we uh, continue the fundraising to send the Lost Boys to Kansas City. So I'm going to put the, I'm dropping a link in the chat. And that is um, the donate button to um, the uh, Lost Boys. Facebook fundraiser so that you can uh, donate and send those guys to KC sometime to see Bob Kendrick at the Negro League Baseball Museum. And, um, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. And we'll be back with you next Thursday uh, for another show where we'll, we will talk about what happened in Cleveland and uh, we'll also talk about the upcoming series. Uh, who do we play next? I don't even know. What, after Cleveland? Yeah. Oh yeah, Detroit, yeah. Rock City. Okay, yeah, you're going to Detroit. Wait, what uh, the hell, man? Like, why are we going to Detroit? Oh yeah. Duh. God, all right, I've, I've had it with I've had it with this show. Obviously, my I'm brain farting here. And you're like, what are you talking about? You just said where you're going, and now you don't even know who we play next. No, I don't, because it's been a long day. Uh, I sp- let, I'll spare you all my DMV story because that's where I spent today, and I came home empty-handed from the DMV, as many of you do. So I am a little fried at this moment. So forgive me. Um, TFCs. Yeah, I've got a few. You want to go first then? Okay. <laughs> uh, this comes from the Cincinnati uh, thing when Amir Garrett was talking shit to Rizzo and Javi got all upset. Uh, if you don't want Amir Garrett to showboat and show you up, then don't strike out. And then a huge Ryan Pace fan says, doesn't seem like that what it, that what it was, though. And then this guy responded, hey, I just saw the clip. I don't have context. <laughs> so, and the thing is, the guy, and I, and I blocked out his, his name and face because I'm making fun of him, but he's a Cubs fan. He's yeah. a Cubs fan, and he's on Amir Garrett's side for some fucked up reason. And he doesn't even know why because he only watched the clip. All right, I got one right here. Uh, this was actually a nice gesture, but uh, Casey Sogard <laughs> says, who wants to take their mom to the game today? Reply here, and we'll choose someone to get four tickets to today's game. And then Nate 
Chosen underscore two says gets COVID while picking up tickets from Casey Sogard. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. COVID tickets. I've got uh, this guy, and this is a visual. I saw this guy on Sunday, and I happened to read his jacket, but he's got a pretty nice Cubs jacket with, you know, a, I believe it's wool. It's got the white leather sleeves, uh, stripes on the, the cuffs. And it says, two-time World Series champions with a big Cubs logo, 1907-1908. He's just walking around with that thing, and I'm kind of like looking at him like, this isn't really a TFC. This is more of a TFG because it's like, dude, you know, they did make another patch. They do make a number three. You could take that <laughs> off. Like, like you've been you could get it fixed. five years. Like, you could get it. I mean, $20, man. $20 you could fix your coat and not have a two-time World Series champion. You could get the third one on there. So people forget they won it in 2016. I don't understand. <laughs> Pinkus says maybe he was in a coma for five years. <laughs> yeah, he's still walking around me like, man, someday. Someday, someday. man. Super uh, singing the old Eddie Vedder song. Yeah. <laughs> someday we'll go. All right. Well, my next one comes from a, a an old favorite friend of ours, Randall J. Sanders. Uh, just giving the – I love it because he's just giving the umps the business. Out. Where did they see out on that replay? You absolute piece of shit idiots. You absolute morons. Get off the field. Put the headsets away and retire. You absolute shit-eating idiots. You couldn't officiate a video game. Get your heads out of your asses and use them to find the nearest exit. Then use it immediately. Get off this field. You're not welcome. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, The funny thing is if you ever ran person, he's like the nicest, most friendliest guy (laughs) in the world. He's just a keyboard warrior. (laughs) oh you got another one carly go ahead all right um this one comes from uh one of the owners of the cubs mr pete ricketts who writes in on twitter check mark (laughs) in beef pats passports beef emoji stop sign out vaccine passports with a needle American flag. Nebraska will always stand up for freedom in our way of life. And then he's got like him with a bunch of freaking other white dudes being like Nebraska launches beef passport program for meat eating. Oh my God. So this I mean, fucking stupid yeah. lie bullshit that everybody knows is a lie and he's still running with it. Yeah. He's running with his whole thing is that like people are against beef and no one is. I mean, people are. I mean, but it's not like a thing that is going to ruin his life or anybody's way of life. But he keeps telling everybody that we're coming after the cows and we don't want you to eat beef. And, you know, it's just not even true. None of it's true. And the vaccine passport, by the way, is kind of true. You know, that it is going to it already is a thing like you. It already is a thing that you kind of have to that you will eventually probably have to have to get in certain well, places. Right. It's going to depend on your state that you're in, or if you want to do international travel. Yeah. So you can go to Nebraska all you want and eat beef 
if you don't have a vaccine. But by the way, you can also go to Nebraska and eat beef if you do have a vaccine. And you didn't need a passport to eat beef. And Pete Ricketts is a fucking idiot. And I think he's, <laughs> I mean, it's just like who politicizes this garbage? Like he's, why do you, must you draw an equivalent between the beef industry and a pandemic? Like there is no, you, you are tearing the country apart for no reason. And you're making controversy. Oh, it's, it's not for no reason, ex- Danny. Oh, I know it's not for a reason, <laughs> but it's, it, it only benefits chaos. Which, if you're trying to create chaos and hatred and people hating each other, look no further than Cubs owner Pete Ricketts, who somehow is conflating beef eating and a vaccine to save your life. I can't wait for Tom to come out with hot dog passport check mark <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> vaccine passport I hate so much so guard catch up emoji hashtag money <laughs> all right this is a this is a three-parter here it's a visual one there is a tradition that happened on sunday yesterday but most people on twitter are not aware of it and so this is the annual tradition. And Foolish Baseball writes, Christian Yelich, buddy, do not post a picture of your mom today. It's not your fault. It's certainly not her fault. I'm sure you're proud of her and vice versa. But don't post a pic. Don't do it or do it and disable comments. Okay. Yeah, what's... In and this? there's Christian Yelich's mom and Foolish Baseball says... No. So just so you guys know, Christian Yelich's mom is an absolute smoke show. Absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. And so she is a very attractive older uh, M-I-L-F, I guess is what the kids like to call it, the MILF. And uh, sure enough, it ends like you thought it would. Did you just, did you just Kaplan that? You yeah. M-I-L-F, MILF. That means MILF. Backwards. <laughs> so, MILF means MILF. <laughs> enough here is that Foolish Baseball said, and he deleted it. Christian, I tried to warn you. Yeah, Every year he it. does this. He puts up some picture of his mom, who's absolutely beautiful, and Twitter goes bananas with inappropriate comments. You know, she kind of has a uh, a backstop Amy vibe going yeah, on there front row amy from front the, row uh, amy from the from the backstop, uh, amy. backstop amy's actually a woman with a very large posterior sorry yeah, that, that, christian yelich likes backstop amy for other reasons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a meal and a half <laughs> oh shit well i was one thing i did notice is that because the cubs had a winning week that there were not as many tfcs out there to uh to even find and um so that's i guess that's good yeah 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 my i did have a couple more but they're just baseball related give them give them the one is uh if mlb is going to say a seven inning no hitter isn't a real no hitter then that's an admission that mlb thinks a seven inning game isn't a real game just play nine innings amen that was that was one, and then the last one I got here is 
we have two of the best teams in the league playing on national television in extra innings, just as the Oscars telecast is ending. MLB suits. This game needs to end as quickly as possible. <laughs> Runner on second. Put him on third. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, anybody else have anything else to say? About it. That one is it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm, telling I'm, you, if you're not a Patreon subscriber now, I, I don't think you're going to want to miss the, the adventures in Detroit. You may want to up your uh, pledge right there just because I think that's going to be uh, an experience. Yeah. If, if you think I'm going to forget what I'm talking about tonight, you just wait <laughs> until this weekend when, when we're at the, cause we're at, when we're at the casino in uh, Detroit Rock City. Um, no, it should, it should be a blast. And if you're in Detroit, uh, look us up. You know, you know how to find us. Let's hang right. out. Let's party. Um, yeah, the, we're staying at a um, really seedy motel, Crawley. So <laughs> I hope you're excited um, and you like snuggling because it's the just, mo- it's a double bed, and uh, you know we're going to be real close. The Motel Sixty Nine. We're staying at the Motel Sixty Nine. Um, so no, it, it should be fun. We're, I can't wait. I, I love Detroit. I lived there for uh, three months in the nineties during a uh, like a springtime. A late winter, early spring, and uh, I managed to get into a quite a bit of trouble down there. So we'll see what's still going on down in my old haunts. Probably not much because it was the nineties. <laughs> so I'm, right. I'm sure it's completely Very long time ago. Yeah, in fact, when I was there, Tiger Stadium was still there. I mean, like lots of things were going on that. Uh, so you never been to Comerica Park. I have. I actually have been to Comerica Park. I got lots of cousins too. Might meet up with. Um, come out I, I don't know they all have babies now you know how that goes when kids are young you don't see those people for like Danny walking years. around talking about the last century when he when i lived here <laughs> last century yeah <laughs> oh i did <laughs> um so i guess that's the show um so uh once again thanks to all our new uh patreon subscribers there's four extras at the end of our patreon campaign um uh video that uh, we're going to be playing tonight. It's brand new. It does not end with Clark showing his dick because that happens enough in the bleachers these days. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as uh, Aramis Ramirez would say. Hello. The song Santos show the Chicago Cubs 69 best postcard. Take care. Take care, everybody. <laughs> and uh, Spook Hog. Spook Hog. Spook Hog. Uh, what am I playing? I never even said what I was going to do. How about, uh, we're, uh, Ballad of John Baker. What the hell? Why not? Let's go.
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.